all you tunes out there, and welcome back to another episode of History of Animation. So today, I thought we'd talk about Walt Disney. What you might not know is that he had a partner. This person is behind a lot of the company's success. Of course, most of the credit went to Walt Disney himself. It seems that most today don't know about him and have given the credit of his work to Walt Disney. In fact, it was this person that first drew Mickey Mouse. That person is named Ub Iwerks. Iwerks was born March 24th, 1901 in Kansas City, Missouri. While working at the Presum Rubin Commercial Art Studio, when he was only 18 years old, he first met Walt Disney. They both ended up getting laid off from the studio, so they tried their first business together, iWorks-Disney Commercial Artists. This didn't last too long. In fact, it was only a few weeks before they both got jobs at the Kansas City Slide Company. I'm going to assume that they just weren't quite ready to start their own thing and wanted something more stable. Can definitely relate. Not the type to give up. They would make another company. This time, it was Laughagram Studio. Yeah, I bet you were expecting Disney, but no, they tried this one before that. Here's where they first experimented with making cartoons based off of public domain stories. At this time, it was Aesop's Fables. Sadly, the studio only lasted from 1921 to 1923. After that, they needed a little bit of help. Disney's brother Roy would help give them some financial aid. With this, they are able to make a few successes. This includes Alice's Wonderland, a live-action and animated combo series. It's actually pretty interesting how they were able to combine live action and animation even back then. This series was bought by Winkler Pictures. They would work closely with Margaret Winkler and her partner Charles Mintz for a few years. That was until they hit some trouble with the studio particularly an issue with the ownership of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Don't worry, Oswald definitely deserves his own episode, so I'll do that at some point. But to summarize it for this one, they decided that they really needed to start their own thing. This time, finally making the Walt Disney Company we know today. The two teamed up with an animator named Les Clark to develop the earliest versions of Mickey and Minnie. Iwerks did the majority of the work, drawing 700 drawings a day. For those of you that don't know, yes, that is a lot, and this is probably why he got actual screen credit as an animator for Steamboat Willie, which it wasn't too common to give animators screen credit at the time. Iwerks would continue animating throughout the first years of Silly Symphonies and worked on the Mickey Mouse comic strips, but developed some creative differences with Walt. So when the opportunity opened for him to start his own studio, he took it. This was in 1930. 
The studio had minimal success and went under in 1936. While he had a great talent for drawing, he wasn't as gifted when it came to storytelling. He then worked in Warner Brothers in 1937. He produced a few Porky Pig cartoons. After that, he joined Columbia Pictures, but it didn't last too long. Iwerks would finally return to Disney in 1940. It wasn't easy since Walt had felt very betrayed. Not only had Iwerks left the team, but he had also partnered with Pat Powers, one of the co-founders of Universal Pictures and someone who had a not-so-great relationship with Walt Disney Studios. In 1928, Powers and Walt had gotten into a legal battle over box office receipts. Iwerks was not aware of this and stated that if he had known, he never would have signed up with Powers. This must have been enough for Walt, who couldn't hold a grudge against his old partner. They worked closely together on everything from then on. Something that I find interesting is that at this point, Iwerks didn't really draw too much. When he got hired back onto Disney, he focused mostly on technical effects. One of these was the multi-head aerial image optical printer. This optical printer was capable of combining and layering special effects. This was used for all sorts of special effects in movies. For example, creating the twin in the 1961 version of The Parent Trap and letting Vic Van Dyke dance with the penguins in Mary Poppins. The next thing he invented was a xenograph process for animation. So basically what it does is it eliminates some of the more costly steps in the animation process by taking drawings directly from animators' pencils on paper to celluloid. Essentially cutting out the process of, of having to hand trace animation cells onto the celluloid sheets. This had been done by inkers, but with this they basically were able to cut that job out altogether. It was first used in the movie 101 Dalmatians to great success. He even helped with some of the rides at Disneyland. A lot of the special effects that give Haunted Mansion its eerie feel were designed by iWorks. He even did the projection, lighting, and audio animatronics for the Hall of Presidents. The Hall of Presidents was his last major project at the parks. iWorks continued to work at Disney until his death in 1971. Today, he's best known for his work while at Walt Disney Studios, even if a lot of the credit for what he did was given to Walt. It seems that Iwerks had a great talent for art and technology, but Walt was the one that could tell a story. They needed each other in order to find success. Also, I feel like everyone should take away from this that even if you fail a few times, you should keep trying because you could eventually find success. Well, that's it for now. Anyways, don't forget to like this episode and follow for more animation history.